welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started if you haven't heard about anger it's the easiest way to make your podcast let me tell you why first of all it's free you pay no fee whatsoever it's absolutely totally free There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Narcissists, a.k.a. energy vampires, and they're very well known for their masterfulness in sucking you dry making you go nuts they know how to suck your energy because you know how you feel when you're around them is basically somewhat maybe a little different than how you feel when you're not around them When you're around them, you feel somehow like you're drowning or something keeps pulling you down and you are gradually but surely getting exhausted. Is that how you feel around an arc? Because if that's how you feel around their presence, then be sure that you are around a soul-sucking parasite. This, of course, is not limited only to one thing. This goes over all the things we we talked about. The narcissistic injury, the manipulation, the gaslighting, the mobbing, everything. And your presence around them somehow just keeps fucking with your I'm sorry messing around with your mind and just keeps you really busy thinking about them all you do is you just think of what is their next reaction gonna be whatever topic you're gonna talk about How are they going to react? What is going to happen? 
how are we going to finish this conversation safely? And all these questions never seem to end. And you know how bad this can be. You, it, it, it can become a drug. This thing is gonna, at some point, become very addictive. At some point, you will reach that level where all you think about is them, their reaction, their approval, their disapproval, their, first of all, impossible approval, their nagging, their, I don't know, just all types of abnormal things people do. Anytime you want to try to explain yourself, anytime you try to explain yourself or talk about any kind of subject that involves some kind of emotions, you know the drowning feeling, the feeling that you're, you're, you're being pulled down is inevitable. You know that it's going to happen, unfortunately. And you know how bad that feels because your brain gets busy all the time just thinking about them. And it's like you're dedicating two-thirds of your time during the day just thinking about them. And, and it's not necessarily out of love. Of course, this person can be the closest person in your life. They can be your mother, they can be your sister, your sibling, your brother, your father, your boyfriend or girlfriend, or best friend. Although, I think, I don't think best friends are, they can be fake people, potentially. But rather, the all the other examples uh, remain true. Um, except for the best friend. All the other examples are, like I said, possible for them to be next. And it's not necessarily out of love. It's kind of like you are responding to stress. And this thing is, it's it's part of PTSD, really. It's part of post-traumatic stress disorder. And um, you're you're kind of on the very like once you go you get away from it from this person this note or work or study or whatever you this tension this stress this constant rhythm of thoughts on the mouth kind of decrease because you feel like your brain now is busy with other things you have other things to prioritize and think about once you go back to where you are with like home or you know once you're back home with them it's like all of that um that there's this huge reminder in your head that is triggered now. You're gonna be back in that situation. You are going to think about the knock again. And once you open that door, 
the whole cycle begins. The whole cycle uh, restarts all over, basically. And now you're wondering what is going, what is going on with them. How are they going to react if I tell them this? If I tell them that? How how am I going to feel about how they're going to react and all those questions? And it seems extremely exhausting because once you do that, like even the tedious, the most tedious and smallest activities will seem difficult to do and will seem at times even unbearable and you're not doing this necessarily intentionally but as far as complex post-traumatic stress disorder is concerned this is a daily repetitive pattern over a very long time can be even over years and when this repeats itself it becomes the rhythm you live with every single day imagine having to deal with that every single day some days they will go fine okay this it it went along it passed safely and other days when there's when the narcissistic injury occurs, what are you gonna do in the middle of that situation? Whenever there's gaslighting, whenever there's manipulation, and worse, whenever there's mobbing, whenever there's triangulation and smear campaign, what are you going to do about those? See? Because this, um, pattern of of um of how you're being treated has to be unstable it has to go from an it's like a oscillation of good and bad um some days are good some days are bad it's not consistent and the thing is the bad days and this is what makes the whole thing extremely stressful the um bad days are not predictable they feel like they come at you like a train hitting you right in your face and that's how it feels you know they're unpredictable whenever something comes up that for some reason they dislike or disagree with and that is of course your personal a choice or decision regardless of them of course because it's your life it's your choice it's your decision eventually um you know it feels like here we go again with the tornado and the whole cycle restarts all over and then you're in this frustration and you know what's going on you just can't get your head out of it because now you're in the middle of for example let's say the worst case scenario would be if you find yourself whenever you talked about something that involves a little bit of emotion you, you found yourself in this in the middle of a narcissistic injury and well <laughs> 
that's how good it gets, right? So, yeah, narcs are generally speaking very well, uh, they're very careful when it comes to pushing your buttons and knowing your vulnerable points and pushing them. When it comes to those terms, when it comes to those specific times when you get a little bit triggered and you get a little bit emotion, emotional when it comes to those topics, um, they know what pushes your buttons and they do it. They don't mind doing so. They don't mind pushing your buttons. They don't mind pushing your red hot buttons because because essentially they like to see you get hurt. To them it represents some kind of a pleasure. They do not mind at all. Not only that but and hopefully in a future episode I will dig deep in this concept, which is that they like empathy. And they like so much empathy that you feel like, am I even connected to this person anymore? And you start questioning everything around you. Like all of a sudden things start to shift around and feel like there's been a mask that is falling somehow and I'm seeing something ugly that's about to emerge and it's because they like empathy that they like to do so they do not mind of course this happens because they want again and it's all, all always the same thing always about them it's always about their um you know admiring them appreciating them praising them validating them um it's always about them they care they care less about you how your day went how you're feeling how something went well with you how something went wrong with you what kind of solution that they that you could work out together to solve it they don't care about that they're not here for you you're here for them and that's what makes them um quote-unquote powerful because they want to exert that power on you that's what they seek they seek power and authority they don't want to be a partner they don't want to be a team member who works in collaboration with you they want to be the leader and you to be the follower no questions asked yeah they want to be the leader ahead of everything and you the follower behind everything without questions asked and they do so because they want to exert dominance. They want to see themselves as powerful people with potential. 
And the, the problem is they're so good at it. They're really good at this. They're good at leadership. Um, they're good at the soft skills that involve leadership, um, public speaking. Um, and, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm if, if I'm saying this right, but covered compassion. Um, it's like compassion, but more like hidden, like a compassion that hides an agenda. If I'm saying this right, but it's all for them, you know. It's all for them, for their best interest. They want this for their own interest. Why? Because they fill this endless void uh, they can never fill internally. And they always, always seem to seek external validation from others. And exhaust others when it comes to this. And that's, that's why narcs are... Vampires, they're energy vampires, they suck you dry. And they don't mind because all they want is someone for them to say yes and cheer them and and, and it's consistent, you know. Whenever you somehow for some reason come up with something else or you know, just present a different idea they they rage and they go crazy and they just go nuts and these people change like dramatically from a moment to another and then you question and you're like oh my are these people like bipolar am i dealing with a borderline here like do am i dealing with a with a with an excessively angry person and those things are not separated. You're dealing with a personality disorder here. It's a whole spectrum, even. It's not just something constant. Like the narcissism, uh, narcissistic personality disorder is a whole spectrum. And it depends where they fall in that spectrum. But it's a whole thing. It's a. It's a dichotomy. It's it's um, it's an umbrella of moods and treatments and uh, goals they want to achieve and social background and age involved. There's a whole bunch of factors involved. With this so. And that's how it feels like around them. You feel like you're about to drown whenever you're around them. Because because whatever it is they make you do, they, they just, they will not stop. They will not stop. For example, think about having a narcissistic family member. And whenever you come home, you're always thinking, like, what's the next thing? What is going to happen about this? 
What is going to happen about the dishes not being washed? What is going to happen about the garden not being watered? What is going to happen about my room being locked? The simple things can be dramatic for them. The simplest things can have the utmost biggest like uh, dramas out there. And they have to do this. They love to do this. They feel like it's a duty to exert their power on you, to d- to watch over you all the time. They creep, they creep in, and they love to do the they love to do so because because it's all about them. It doesn't matter what you do. You're nothing but a supply, by the way. You're nothing but a people pleaser for them. You work for them. You're a slave to them without the wage. You're their slave. You're you're there to please them in whatever it is you do. And if something, any small thing that you do does not please them, you just met Satan and be ready for the worst. Okay? So, just like vampires who suck blood and die with fire, they suck souls and die whenever you are extremely cold to them. Not the silence treatment, though. There's a difference. Not the silence treatment, because the silence treatment is a tactic that they use because they're manipulative that the narcs use to make you lose your mind whenever you're trying to bring about an important topic, for example. But when you are cold as a frozen lake, you you, you do this by maintaining the least amount of contact with them as much as you can. Even though you are, and I'm going to personally disclose this, you suffer from PTSD or CPTSD, um, you have the choice to do to do this as soon as possible. Whenever you maintain the least amount of contact regarding any topic that involves any kind of emotion or feeling in there, being good or bad, you should keep the conversation very shallow, very superficial, only about things that are intact and don't change feelings whatsoever. Then you can be safe and sure that they will gradually die. That's how they die. When you are extremely cold, when you have no show of emotions, whenever they're trying to evoke those emotions in you, whenever you try to observe and do not absorb whatever it is they're telling you, Like I said, avoid those buttons 
to be pushed and for your emotions to be revealed. As long as you separate yourself into two persons and you take the role of the person who only observes what's going on, then you can be sure that you are killing the narcissist right there in front of you. And you don't seem to mind doing so. You're not killing the person themselves. You're killing the concept in them. Trying to, at least. Because what definitely kills the concept in that person... I mean, obviously. Obviously, they can change. Obviously, they have the choice to look into themselves and see how wrong they've been and try to fulfill their their self from this void they they can through therapy they can and that's what destroys the narcissist and the narcissism in them but you can at least neutralize the narcissism in them when you do this you can stop you can dissociate yourself emotionally at least if you cannot escape physically you can dissociate yourself emotionally so at least uh the whole PTSD syndrome actually decreases a bit you can have a little bit of peace of mind you know and that's extremely necessary because you cannot have all your days stressed out over the littlest things and you can no longer focus over the over the smallest activities that is extremely dangerous so try to save yourself by maintaining strong boundaries and i'm going to talk about a whole bunch of personal bill of rights uh rights and i will be Uh, talking about interesting rights that you need to have personally. You need to make your own constitution. You need to make your own law. And you need to follow your own law. And, of course, there are consequences. But do not make those consequences too harsh on yourself. For now, at least, try to dissociate yourself with these, with this technique. Observe, do not absorb. Or gray rock. Try to be like a gray rock. You know, just no emotions whatsoever is shown on your face. Absolutely. Just cold. You don't necessarily appear um careless even though you may but being careless at the point where the narcissistic person is being dramatic over the stupidest things can actually help you dissociate from their vampiric uh, power so definitely do that And you will see how 
the nice, kind, loving, spontaneous, so-called narcissist, who they actually are. You will see how that mask drops as quick as a snap. And be ready to let go of your emotions once they show you their real face. Because part of being part of being trauma bonded with a narc is is their niceness, is their kindness, is their show of so-called generosity. Because they have to do so, otherwise you can escape so very easily and you know you can't but uh, but unless there's of course the love bombing phase the kindness the giving the care the so-called respect are shown are are manifesting themselves in front of you and of course everything is fake and temporary because all of these require the condition that you do not disobey them in any shape, way, or form. Because once you do, they're gonna be narcissistically injured. You don't want to do that. You don't want to deal with those uh, injuries. Because you know how dangerous it can be. So yeah, that's basically how you should do that. And strive for self-evolution regardless of their abuse. See you in the next one. So, the episode has ended here. And you can guess this is my goodbye speech. (laughs) No, just kidding. I hope you found this episode insightful to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor or any other platform like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, and others. I would also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee if you'd like. If you have any topic suggestion, question, or some kind of feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message on the Anchor uh, webpage of the podcast. I will take care of it. To conclude, this was Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Horma, and I will see you in the next episode.